Welcome to Thoughts in the Car, where real decision-making happens. Welcome to Thoughts in the Car. I am your host, Janice Elliott Howard. Today's topic is, what the gangster movie is going on in the White House? Somebody has got some explaining to do. It appears federal labor laws only apply to individuals who work outside of the federal government. Tell me, how is it if one man does the morally just thing, his brother has to be subjected to consequences that have nothing to do with him? The extreme level of retaliation going on before our eyes is damn near criminal. Look, I've had a long career in corporate America. I primarily worked in sales, operations, and human resources. Every role I have had dealt with the hiring, firing, reprimanding, or training of staff. If this kind of thing were going on in the private sector, which from time to time it does, not in plain sight, there would be hell to pay. The individual would file a complaint with EEOC, which is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. EEOC goes after companies who do the crap that Trump is doing to Lieutenant Colonel Vinman. The fines are crazy. A company um, may have to, re- if, if these kind of uh, complaints were lodged against a company in a private sector, the company may have to rehire the individual or pay a large settlement to the individual. It seems like no matter what Donald J. Trump does, he seems to continue to get rewarded. The moves of the current resident of the White House are behavior likened to fictional character Don Vito Corleone, portrayed by Martin Marlon Brando in the 1972 movie The Godfather. Yeah, Donald Trump is the Don. President Trump has got the Senate as well as all who serve at his pleasure quaking in their boots. It's bad enough. Everyone agrees that Donald J. Trump committed violations against the office of the presidency. He is now eliminating anyone and everyone he can who has dared to speak out against him. Doesn't matter that it's true. Doesn't matter that, you know, they take a sworn oath to um, do the good of the country. That that doesn't matter to him. You know, sure, in his mind, he might want them banished from existence. But since he's not a gangster in a gangster movie, the best he can do is humiliate and fire the poor souls. Now, when I say fire, um, he's just removing them from their post. But that's still, even though they're not out of work, you, you're removing them from... Uh, from the status that, that they once held because 
you weren't happy that they spoke out against you. All anyone can do is make sure not to cross them going forward. We have created a monster. Why? Because many of us decided not to get out and vote in 2016. And others who had the opportunity to control the situation chose to look the other way. But wait. I swear if I weren't awake, I would believe I was dropped into the middle of a B-rated movie. Trump has been unleashed. He's taken full advantage. We're going to talk about this in a moment. Thoughts in the car. Hey, I'll bet you have a great story that you want to share with the world. Learn how to write, publish, and promote an ebook in 120 days or less with little to no out-of-pocket costs. You heard me. You can do it in only 120 days. I'm Janice Elliott Howard, and I can show you how. Get your copy of how to write, publish, and promote an ebook in 120 days or less with little to no out-of-pocket costs at Barnes & Noble today. It's a high-level guide to bring out the author in you. Charlie is his name and he's one shifty rascal who will rob you blind. He wants to be a good citizen, but can't seem to follow the straight and narrow path. The flatfoots are on his heels at every turn, but he gets away every time. Will his streak of luck hold out? Or will he meet his fate with a perilous end? Pre-order your copy today of Charlie, the Hood Houdini, an ebook coming to everywhere ebooks are sold. Welcome back to Thoughts in the Car. We're talking about the gangster tactics President Donald J. Trump is using against his proclaimed enemies. And as if there needed to be more crooked action, because we know Donald Trump does nothing in a straight line. Everything has to have a slant. The prosecutors at the Department of Justice are fleeing without giving notice. Yes, you heard what I said. Federal prosecuting attorneys want no part of the goddamn debacle Attorney General William Barr is spearheading by adding prosecutors who are asking that all convictions from Trump's cronies be reexamined to a more favorable outcome. Again, I've got to ask, what the gangster movie is going on? Roger Stone was convicted on all counts of conspiracy in the Russian 2016 election interference. The prosecutor, the original prosecutor, recommended seven to nine years of federal imprisonment. Now, miraculously, this new prosecutor that attorney Barr has uh put into play needs that sentencing recommendation to be reevaluated. Also, remember good old Michael Flynn, the man who conferred with Russia on several occasions during the Trump campaign? The man who pleaded guilty, which means he didn't need to go to trial because it was an automatic conviction? The man who cooperated with special counsel Robert Mueller. And then all of a sudden he decided to stop. 
He has been awaiting sentencing for his federal imprisonment for more than a year. All of a sudden, he's not remembered doing a damn thing, and he wants to revoke his guilty plea. Seriously? Since when, after a conviction, was a perp allowed to get a do-over before even spending one day behind bars? Talk about justice reform. Can a lot of brothers get out while we figure out if this is the right approach? I mean, because I'm feeling like I'm in a bizarro world right now. This just doesn't make any sense. And what's good for them should be good for everybody. Meanwhile, the President of the United States of America is out campaigning for re-election. Talking about how great he is. Talking about all the stuff he's going to do. Do you know his budget cuts? He's proposing $1 trillion in health care cuts. Now, I know he has a strong base, and they're tried and true, and they're going to stick with him to the end. But his health cuts, because these are supposedly working class people, will affect them first. And them only. You know, given a chance, he will stack the deck in his favor. The only thing that can stop him is if we all go to the polls and vote up and down the ballot for every seat under the sun. The primary voting season has begun. Let's be proactive and not reactive this go-round. You know the saying, sometimes you have to hit rock bottom before you can correct your mistakes? Well, it's time to take a stand. All those who decided to stay home four years ago, don't stay home. It's time to start casting ballots where necessary throughout the year. I don't know about you. I like to watch an occasional gangster movie but I don't want it to be part of my reality. Thank you for taking the time to join me for Thoughts in the Car. We would love it if you supported the show. Any listener support would be welcome and much appreciated. Click on the listener support button. Give us applause. Send us a message with your point of view. Please take the time and leave your comments as I do read them and will respond. You may even hear me give you a shout out in my next show. Please tell your friends and pass along your favorite episodes as you can find Thoughts in the Car on Apple Podcasts. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate the show. You can follow me on Twitter at JYHoward1066. Let's connect on social media. Check out my blog, Janice's Take on It. Next time on Thoughts in the Car, we're going to keep this food for thought thing going. I hope that you come along for the ride for Thoughts in the Car. Welcome to Thoughts in the Car. I am your host, Janice Elliott Howard. Today's topic is the benefit of audiobooks. Converting your books to audio is a laborious process. It is time-consuming and could be very expensive if you outsource it. Many authors go for the one-two punch, 
of digital and print, be it paperback or hardcover, possibly both. I prefer to start digitally across all distribution platforms. Then I move to print in paperback form. Of course, I have clients who are in print only and a couple of new debuting authors who will follow my model of rolling out digitally and following in print and paperback form. In case you're not aware, every author has the potential of five streams of income from one book. The five streams of revenue are digital, which are, is our ebooks, print, paperback or hardcover, foreign language, screenplay for the big screen, movie theaters, or little screen like Netflix or Amazon or Lifetime, and my new focus for 2020 audiobook, which is voice recorded. In the latter part of 2019, I met an author who went into great debt to get his books in four of the five sectors where his book could gain notoriety and create income. The gentleman is not on anyone's best-selling list. He is what you call a mid-lister. A mid-lister is an author whose work is purchased by readers consistently, but not enough to get them on USA Today's or the New York Times bestsellers listing. However, the income is consistent as being a writer is his full-time occupation. His genre of choice is fantasy. So everything he writes about is about fantasy. Okay. I had the pleasure of reading the first book in his series and then I listened to the audiobook of the same title. The experience was different and I got a whole new perspective on the story from reading it and then audio. Now I'm not a big fantasy person so maybe that's why I can relate to these the world building and what have you but when I listened to it it was more exciting it was more exciting to me and I was more I was into it more. I like the audiobook version better obviously. I related to the characters better than when I read it. He outsourced his audiobook version. However, he said his audiobooks garnered him two-thirds more income than his digital or print. He had my attention when he said twice the unit sales and two-thirds more revenue. His audiobooks have paid for themselves as well as all the marketing and promotion efforts he put into creating awareness for his books. I wanted him to come on as a guest, but he declined as he's in the middle of writing the screenplay for the fantasy series as his option has been picked up. Now, the option is a contractual agreement for author source material to be converted to a film adaptation. So he wants the writer's credit for that. So he's going to be the one to write the screenplays um, before they film it for uh, television, I believe. Um, long story short, the gentleman has his hand in everything except foreign language at this point with this one series. And he's only um, 
done the first two books. I think the book, it's a five book series, and I think he hasn't written in book five yet, but four books are out, and he's only working on getting book one and book two all the way up to screenplay, which I think is phenomenal. The key to all of The key to all, the key to all of his success is revenue from the audiobooks. I'm going to give you an overview of what you need to know to get into the audiobook arena right after this. Welcome back to Thoughts in the Car. We're talking about the benefits of audiobooks. The cost of an audiobook is more than an ebook or print version. It's like buying a music CD without the music or the melody. It is spoken word as I am speaking to you now. Most audiobooks have character actors where the reader can change their tone of voice to match what they believe the character communicating in the story would sound like. Some audiobooks have multiple readers to give each character their own voice. I'm not saying I'm old, but remember before there was television, (laughs) families would gather around the radio to listen to shows for entertainment. I mean, I didn't do that as a kid, but you know, you could remember, uh, if you've ever seen a 1940 film or what have you, how how families would gather around the radio to listen um, to the radio shows for entertainment. So they use their imagination as they were listening um, to the voice actors uh, do a skit. Hence, what's old has become new again. Just just much updated, but what's old has become new again. Audiobooks have gained popularity because readers do not have the time to commit to 250 to 500 pages of written word. Life is moving too fast for us all. Many of us work two or more jobs or working one job and trying to establish or grow a side hustle. Yet, we all need the escapism from time to time. You know, every now and then, You unplug from your reality. Initially, this is what reading does for me. Okay? Another reason why audiobooks are on the rise, it aids many who do not read on a regular basis ease into good storytelling. I run into people all the time who admit that they do not take the time to read enough. Sure, where reading is required, they participate, but never for the pleasure of getting lost in the story or world of someone's creation. Some say they only read nonfiction. They don't have time for fiction. Now, they don't want that make-believe stuff. And my response to that is always, well, dear in luck, because I can offer you both. <laughs> People will take a chance on a new author through audio quicker than digital or print. You may ask yourself why. Well, the answer is simple. The only commitment after purchase is to press play. Just like a podcast 
or a music CD, you don't have to do anything but listen as you commute or clean the house, etc. No carrying a book around. They don't have to remember where they left off. All they have to do is open whatever app and press play. So, what is required to make it happen? And what could it cost to convert your book to an audiobook? Well, I'm going to break it down for you right after this. Well, I'm going to break it down for you right after this. Ah, I hate that. They don't have to remember where they left off. All they have to do is open whatever app and press play. So what is required to make it happen? And what could it cost to convert your book to an audiobook? I'm going to break it down for you right after this. Welcome back to Thoughts in the Car. We're talking about the benefits of audiobooks. More to the point, let's talk about what is required to create one. There's a minimum standard that no matter which audio publishing company you use, Audible, Boyance, Books on Tape, Author Republic, etc., the quality of the voice recording the voice recording has to be met. Here is the list of the basics that every audio book is required to have for publication. One, consistent in overall sound and formatting. You can't be high-pitched on parts of it and then low. You can't be amplified and then low. You can't be... Um, you can be monotone, but there has to be some inflection in your voice and your tone when you're talking in order to keep people interested. But it has to be consistent from beginning to end. Two, audio book must be comprised of all mono or stereo files. So you either have a um, singular sound or you have a stereophonic sound when you're um, recording. And that depends on what kind of recording software you're using. Audiobooks must include an opening and closing credits and separate tracks. So you have to, every single thing that you record for your book, like the acknowledgments, the prologue, the introduction, the copyright, all of that has to be, every, every single piece of the book is a separate track. Okay, it's a separate track in the um, audiobook. Audiobook must be narrated by a human, so you can't use text-to-speech because that takes away a lot of the um, a lot of what makes it personal and what makes it um, makes people gravitate to the story. You know, like I just said, you can't just be completely monotone the whole time because then you would lose people. People would get bored and fall asleep because there was there's nothing to hold their attention. Okay. Each upload file must only contain one chapter or section. Like I said, each section is a different track. Each uploaded file must be no longer than two hours. Can't be more than 120 minutes. Okay? So if it's a long chapter and the chapter takes you more than two hours to read, then it's going to have to be in two, in two tracks. Each uploaded file must contain a section or chapter announcement at the beginning. 
So you can't just say Mary had a little lamb, a sheep is white as snow, and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. And then don't say, okay, chapter two, or this is the introduction, or what have you. Okay? Now, each uploaded file must have a 0.5 to 1 second room tone at the head. So it has to be like silence to get a, a, a line of sound. And then between three to five seconds of room tone at the tail end of each track. So you start with at least one second word silence. And then when you're done, it's like three to five seconds of silence. Now each uploaded file has to be free of extraneous sounds. Like you can't have mic pops. You can't have mouse clicks. You can't have your cell phone ring. You can't have excessive, what do they call it? Mouth noise. Like you can't smack, like gum smacking or your lips smacking together. And you can't have outtakes, okay? Each file uploaded must measure between a negative 23 decibels and a negative 18 decibels RMS. Um, each uploaded file must have peak values no higher than negative 3 decibels. Each uploaded file must have a noise floor no higher than negative 60 decibels. Each uploaded file must be 192 kilobytes per second or higher MP3 consistent bitrate. Each uploaded file must be 44.1 khz. Now I knew what that meant before I just said it and it's gone out of my head. But for those of us who record and who who are audio engineers, it's easy to find out <laughs> what that means because I can't tell it to you right now. And each uploaded file must be no larger than 170 megabytes. Okay. See, unlike a podcast, outside noise is prohibited. For instance, if there's a scene in a book where there's an explosion... You cannot substitute the sound of an explosion. If the line says, boom, then the reader says, boom. <laughs> you have to read what is written without enhancements. There is a reason many audiobooks have uh, multiple readers. To really put the listener in the thick of what's going on in the story. They, they, that's the main reason. To just, you know actually put you in the middle of the story so you can imagine seeing what's going on um just like your imagination would if you were reading the book for some books i have listened to i like it and in others i can take it or leave it at the end of the day as long as the story is good i'm a happy camper the process of producing a finished audiobook regardless of the length can be costly now, you don't have to have a 500-page novel in order for it to become an audiobook. Since as I've gone over the necessary components to create an, order, an audiobook, note that outsourcing your book can start at $200 per finished hour or track. And it can run into the thousands because, like I said, you're going to have to pay somebody $200 just to do the acknowledgments, just to do the copyright, just to do the intro and um, uh, an outro. Okay, so for every track that's submitted, that's finished, that's ready to go, 
it's going to cost you at minimum $200, but that depends on the, um, at minimum, but that depends on the narrator who you um, choose and hire to read your book for you. Okay. When you're looking for your narrator, the sound of someone's voice speaking your words is important. You not only want a fluid reading of your tale, you want the listener to thoroughly enjoy the experience. Okay? So, choose wisely when you're choosing a narrator. And there are lots to choose from. And they do do tests. So, like, you give them a passage to read and they submit it and then you know a few of them will gravitate to it and then you'll have some to choose from and then depending on pricing and how they sound and who whose voice you're you know you think fits the story that you're trying to um, convey uh, that's how you choose which one that you're going to hire but there are also two ways to compensate your narrator again you can pay by the finished hour or you can negotiate a percentage of audiobook sales. Personally, I would want to be able to pay outright to be one and done. Of course, the less out-of-pocket is usually the route less seasoned authors would take um, because then that person is attached to your book for um, the contract will have to say, oh, for the first two years of sales, you get X amount of percentage, or they can be locked in for the life of the book book sales, audio book sales to get a percentage. I mean, it all depends on how you work it out. Now, I have done a version of an audio book for a children's book, and it's less than 30 minutes. It's a talking picture book, and it does very well with the parents and grandparents. It's available on CD, and it's entitled Why Grammy Why. First little um, picture book I ever did for children, and I had a woman tell me at a book fair, um, maybe like three years ago oh I wish this was you know it I wish you know it it came on audio you know like a cd where's the cd and you know most books children's books these days come with cds in the sleeve so that you can play it and they can look at the book at the same time and I'm like oh great idea so what I did was I created a talking picture book for um for kids that they can share with their parents and their grandparents and it, and it does very well but now now, <laughs> I'm ready to get on stage with some of my other peers and go to audiobooks for my other genres. And trying to decide where to start, since I have a growing catalog of books, I wanted to start with my very first book. Mind you, I've been told that my voice has a soothing melodic tone, so I took the challenge to read my own book. But I couldn't figure out how to read the love scenes without squealing. Then I listened to Jerome Dickey's audiobook, at least one of them, and one by Zane. And I was like, hell, my words are downright proper. I mean, I'm rated G in comparison. But something still wasn't where I wanted it to be. So I switched gears and genres and decided it would be most befitting to start with one of my nonfiction titles. I'm thankful that my nonfiction memoirs have a growing audience. We all go through challenges and we are more alike than different on many fronts. Therefore, I am happy to announce that my most popular memoir entitled How I Wish I Had My Mother will be available on audiobook 
in March 2020. My venture into audiobooks begins with hopefully at least six more titles to come. Thank you for taking the time to join me for Thoughts in the Car. We would love it if you supported the show. Any listener support would be welcomed and much appreciated. Click on the listener support button. Give us applause. Send us a message with your point of view. Please take the time to leave your comments as I do read them and will respond. You may even hear me give you a shout out in my next show. Please tell your friends and pass along your favorite episodes as you can find Thoughts in the Car on Apple Podcasts. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate the show. You can follow me on Twitter at jyhoward1066. Let's connect on social media. Check out my blog, Janice's Take on It. Next time on Thoughts in the Car, author table round Author Roundtable number four. Yes, the Author Roundtable is back. I hope that you come along for the ride for thoughts in the car.